Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. See, I didn't do it that time either. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the kings, don't don't laugh at me, with the quest, Azkabellum. I'm sick of all you guys laughing at me. No recap. You're all dead. Campaign's over. Good night. I don't no, remember kidding. what we were so, doing. In the last episodes, uh, our party had infiltrated Ira Stedding, looking for Chazelle. Found Chazelle. Chazelle's dead. Having to look for Ira herself to hope to make amends. What, what was that funny, Ronnie? <laughs> you like it's met Chazelle. So Chazelle died. Up. Why did and so, happen? while we're looking for uh, where the heck Ira is, the magnetism Anton felt that drove him towards this temple, uh, drove the rest of the party, hoping to make some sort of sense of whatever the heck's going on with this strange place, the lack of water, where the heck Ira is, having passed by an incredibly difficult puzzle, which Jarzak completed in three seconds. Um, the uh, party made it deep into what appears to be the entryway into Ira's holy grotto uh, after having combated the Hierophant and killing him pretty effortlessly after uh, Norhill knocked him off of his wheelchair and took away his uh, his glasses and his hearing aid. Um, our friend, <laughs> the Hierophant, died in a pool of blood in the water there. Uh, the party uh, then cleaned up all the bodies out of the water after Anton was scared about what blood might do in a big giant pool of holy water. And I don't know, I think Anton saw fish. Well, that's about where we ended it. But anyway, the party died, so I don't, I don't know what we're here for anymore. But yeah. So anyway, uh, Anton saw a spooky fish. Everybody except for Norhill heard a plunk like a turd in the toilet. So uh, <laughs> Norhill is fondling through pockets and found room keys uh, amongst each of the mages here. And the Hierophant himself had a couple of vials of what appear to be holy water as well as a couple of vials that may be healing potions. A couple, you mean exactly two each, right? Indeed I do. So I believe Anton said he was running over towards the strange ice sculpture, and Jarzak said he was as well, before even hearing the plunk. So, with that, is that the case still? I mean, I was over there when the plunk happened. I thought. Well, I was sorry. I, I didn't get the word in before the plunk had happened. I was describing it, but the plunk would have happened once you guys were dragging all the bodies over. So I, I figured. Body. 
Wait, what? You didn't help with the body? You carried the old guy. We're not Rick. No, no, no. You know what? He raises from the dead because Revivify worked. Because <laughs> no. no, I thought you said something about uh, it looked like you could put your hand on the statue like because I was over examining it already. I was describing how it looked. Okay. But you know okay. what? The flunk okay. happened. You know what? You were over there and the fish fucking grabs you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a feisty game. Let's go. Let's go. As as the party starts to go, uh, or at least Jarzak heads over to the strange icy sculpture of Ira, and Anton sees the fish plunk behind it. Uh, Everybody hears the plunk except for Nora Hill. So you two are walking over there. Uh, Anton's going to catch the fishy. Is that what I heard? Yes, Anton needs to find this fish. He needs to figure out what the heck's going on, and I think he's getting a feeling of what's going on. Okay, could I get an investigate check from both Jarzak and Anton? Yes. Um, but the uh, whole party hears pretty clearly the sound of a couple opening and closing doors in the halls outside of this place as it kind of echoes throughout the corridor. And you guys can hear the sounds of shuffling boots and feet as people seem to be yelling, Somebody's entered the holy water chambers. So, what do we get in our investigate? 16? Nine. 16. And nine. Okay. So as you guys go walking over here, Anton sees no fishman, sees no place a fishman could have gone. But Jarzak, having inspecting the uh, the sculpture as you walk over to it, it arcs up about at least 15 or so feet. And this thing itself, like as you go to like reach over and touch it, your hand touches the surface and seems to go in as if this water is like perfectly held in place, much like a sculpture, but it seems to just be like non-moving water, you know, as you touch it. It's warm enough to the touch, almost like body temp. But as you stand here kind of looking at it, um, you can tell from looking through the statue that just behind it, there's sort of an illusory effect with the marble behind there, as if like there's sort of like a weird drop off that's colored perfectly that from where you're standing in the water's depth, like the coloring looks as if the paneling continues but it actually has like a tunneling drop off that kind of goes underneath into the back wall. Okay, I let the group know. And as I touch the water, does it start to freeze? Oh, because you got, wait, you got that. Fr- <laughs> yeah, as you touch the sculpture, it starts to freeze over uh, upon your touch because you've got that fancy ring that we got fighting the Hydra, if anybody remembers that little trinkety episode. Remember? With the I naked to- one. Reach for the fish mm-hmm. and hopefully get it to freeze in water. <laughs> well, the statue starts to freeze a little bit. Doesn't do jack shit for anybody, but it looks kind of neat. Then it thaws. So with that, it sounds like those guys that are running down the hall, the uh, the priests or whatever they are, the followers of Era, seem to be a good enough distance away that you guys have some time down here. But they are they are running, and it sounds like there's a whole bunch more of those priests. Brazil's going to head over to Anton and Jarzak and hand Anton the two vials of holy water and two potential healing potions. Uh, Let's say uh, we're about to be discovered. Are there any other exits from this room? Uh, It drops off back here, but uh, I don't know if maybe we could throw the bodies back there and hide. What do you mean drop off? I don't see anything. Jarzak walks over and drops off the edge, I guess. <laughs> you just walk over to slowly descend in. Like those videos of the freaking like the manatees as they uh, descend. And just like put my hands out like this drop off. right? It's right here. All right. 
Um, and so what I will say is a few of the walls, like the walls to the left and the right here in this giant chamber, you hear the sounds of stone shifting as a series of parapets kind of open up the little arrow slits there on these walls, looking down into the chamber. And you can hear the voices coming through a lot more clear. And people start yelling out that there are invaders inside of the holy pools. Well, it the, the sounds like it's time to go. This is as good a way to get out as any. Does uh, Klika see any evidence of uh, Domoro being here or anywhere around here? Anything like that? Any presence of something like that? No. I mean, is it dark A diamond here? worth exactly 300 gold falls from the sky, though. Don't know what that's from. Lands on the priest, and he revives immediately. I'm just kidding. You imagine it just... Like, he just sits <laughs> up, like... Magic just gets Ooh. sucked out of Norhill. I mean, Anton's hands. Like, ow. Oof. Is it light in this room? That was violent. Yeah. Every room in this place seems to be pretty well illuminated, as the main goers in this temple are human. Cleek is excited to go through the secret passage, so Cleek is going to head yep. towards the secret Let's passage. Get going. Uh, how did that priest raise the water? Ira, give us water, please. And I see if it does anything to raise the water. A squirt of water falls from the statue on your face. Just... Ew. I assume that it's one of his blessings or just a quirk of how this place works. I, only he knew. Uh, but For a second... I thought you were referring to the statue squirting some water at Jerzak's <laughs> face. Like, it was a blessing. <laughs> Just like... uh, Congratulations, Jarzak. I, mean, I mean, his ability to raise and lower the water level. Right, uh, right. We, look... we, uh, we don't have time to ponder at the moment, it doesn't seem. Can I real quick look for like a switch or something over where he was? Yeah, no, he was laying on the ground when he did it on his deathbed. So it's like, if he could have done it, somebody would have stepped on it in the meantime. So, it definitely felt like this was some holy magics at work. Uh, Anton just gives a nod. He's like, if it was anything similar to what I did on our way to Ascabellum, it is a work of holy magics indeed. And then he, and with he that, looks toward okay, the secret doorway. That, that answers that yeah. I was going to say, an icy dagger comes flying out of the wall where you guys are all kind of joined by the statue and shatters at the ground. Everybody who is around it immediately takes six points of cold damage. Yeah, this is what happens when you stand around and ponder. Let's be, out, let's be away. <laughs> I'm just here I, to uh, punish Norhill out of, out of initiative. Norhill takes an additional six. Okay, fine. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like half bloody at this point, by the way, so... Why did you give us the healing potions? I was full. <laughs> uh, yeah, we run. We gotta get through the this passage. door. I can't do anything. There's no healing. The passage is an underwater passage. Yep. So are you guys are gonna go swimming? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, am I gonna take any penalties for being in heavy armor? No, dwarves are great swimmers. So anyway, with that, um, yeah, I mean, in this edition, no, there's no penalties for... Dwarves are natural sprinters. <laughs> As you sink like a rock. Um, so with that, let's uh, get some athletics checks to get swimming, shall we? I let myself sink to the bottom. <laughs> Just... And I walk across the bottom. 
just start moonwalking as you guys uh drift into this pool of water here and the ice daggers falling from the walls here continue to splash into the water and shatter into sprays of icicles um once you guys sink down here the torches on the walls inside of this little tunnel a little bit deeper and so you wouldn't have been able to see them have like a ghostly light to them as they somehow seem to be burning underwater but overall check I got a 24 on that athletics check. Nice. What'd you get? I got, I got 10. Perfect. What about uh, Klika and Jarzak? A little quiet on that side of the fence. Because uh, I'm just going to sink. I'm not going to swim. Fair enough. What about Klika? Klika got an 18. Okay, in case, cool. In case I needed to roll, it was a 4, which is why I didn't <laughs> want to roll. You, you trip whilst <laughs> underwater. <laughs> it's funny for everybody to see you oh, slow no. my ring it's freezing the ice to me I can't move <laughs> could you imagine Jarzak kills the group by freezing them all underwater <laughs> this dang oh, ring no. be a popsicle. doesn't do that much <laughs> <laughs> nah I hope not and so as the party continue through here this tunnel seems to stretch back about 50 feet before it reaches into something of a stairwell at the ending and kind of climbs back up um, could I get one more athletics check from everybody except for Jarzak? Who just walks up the stairs? I wish I was kidding about the stairs. 13. What'd you get? 13. Another 13. Okay. What'd you get? Damn. Okay, so more Hill with his backstroke. The entire party swims through this magical little chamber of light and water as Jarzak moonwalks through it. And you guys climbing up the stairs reach a slate stone wall. Uh, as you breach the water level, the stone wall here seems to be like, I don't want to say it, uh, like 10 feet above the water's level. As if like this wall here is like a full door's height. You get what I'm saying? At the top of the stairs. So it's like you guys aren't underwater and reach a wall. You're standing at the top of the stairs. You know, there's no water around you other than what you're standing in. And just uh, dead ends in the slate wall. That's going to touch the wall. You what? He's going to touch the wall. Okay, you touch the wall. Can you do an investigation, Jack? I mean, you can just talk about it. Uh, can I get the kind of attempt like a stone cutting to get an idea of its construction? Yeah, I mean, honestly, as you guys like float up to the top here and start touching at it, I mean, it feels like it's going to be a pretty simple, like, secret door on this thing. So even fondling at it and touching it, you can feel it, like, shift a little bit under your hand. So, like, just pushing on it will probably push it open. All right. Yeah, Norho will try to push it open. Okay. So just pushing on one of the bricks here on this wall and sliding it across reveals uh, what appears to be sort of like a landing chamber with a few desks set up, lecterns, as well as a bunch of candles that seem to be still burning. Uh, there's a few scrolls of paper on these lecterns that seem to be like in the middle of being written on, a few bookshelves set up, and there seems to be a giant spiraling staircase that goes down in this chamber. Uh, this room itself is about 50 feet by 50 feet. And the, uh, yeah, circling stairwell is sort of in the back half of it. Anton's going to ask if everyone wants to rest for around 10 minutes so he can do a prayer of healing and try to... That sounds like a good idea. Uh, Norhill's going to close the secret door behind us. 
I'll leave it open. We'll barricade it if we can. Yeah, and okay. yeah, actually, I was going to ask, is there any way to disable like the mechanism from this side? Uh, if you have tools for that, you can go ahead and try it. Otherwise, you'd just be like breaking the stone wall. Right. Cool I build eight points to everybody. I don't have specific tools. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you could also just shove like big hefty bookshelves in front of it, and that seems like that'd be enough. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And so after those 10 minutes, uh, can I get a perception check from everybody super quick? Uh, I mean, if we're going to spend the uh, 10 minutes to uh, do the prayer healing, I'm going to catnap uh, Jarzak too. I got a oh, six. Sweet. Okay. So Jarzak's the only one who can't do it. Yeah, I'm sleeping. I, I... <laughs> just I walk know. and push the bookshelf. And just... What are we doing? I'm sorry. A perception check. 13. Oh, 16. Okay. 14. You say 14? Okay. Uh, so, Norhill, you got what? Eight? Six. Oh, even better. Okay. So, both Anton and Kalika, uh, as Anton prepares the prayer of healing and Jarzak conks out, Norhill's busy pushing the bookshelves. Kalika and Anton both see large pools of water in here, puddles of water rather, that seem to streak all the way from this little secret door all the way down the spiraling stairwell. And as you guys kind of follow the trail and listen in, you can hear faintly in the distance the sound of lapping water as if water seems to be shifting somewhere deep beyond the spiraling stairwell into the hallway beyond there. So, unless you guys do anything fancy during those 10 minutes or investigate or anything like that, and Norhill wanted to make a quick search of the room. Okay. Click is kind of wrapped up in catnapping. Anton just wants to read up on the notes written around on the desk. Okay, so so basically just Norhill and Anton. Okay. Um, so uh, was Norhill actually gonna do a like investigate check or are you just gonna be scouring the room? Investigate. Okay. And uh, dirty twenty. Okay, and so Anton, uh, searching around this room here, um, or at least, sorry, searching the notes here, you can see um, the general notes on the lectern seem like sermon, and it seems like somebody's just writing like hymns, religious hymns here, and writing just passages, mentioning a lot of kind of similar stuff to what the Hierophant was talking about before, mentioning punishing, you know, infidels and whatnot. One of the notes on one of the lecterns, however, reads that Chazelle was found, and that they would have her brought over ceremoniously um, to meet with Ira in the depths. So whatever that ominous little message means, hard to tell, very spooky. Um, but as you're reading over all these notes, uh, Norhill scouring the room and looking around, as you look around on one of the bookshelves, you see uh, sort of encased in like a small glass kind of like lid, almost like a, like a you know, like, like the little butter topper things there for like the little like warm butters there yeah, you it's like a large one and underneath it seems to be something of like a throwing axe but on the throwing axe's head it seems to be almost like shaped like a large shark tooth i guess and it gleams with a certain brilliance as you look at it that the blade itself though it looks natural appears to be made of some sort of steel or perhaps 
the, the actual shark's tooth here seems to have been like hardened to steel, kind of like spells of ironwood and whatnot. And Norhill will like lift up, you know, the little bell jar and uh, take it to get a closer look. Okay. So I guess in a way that feels very much so uh, reminiscent of the magnetism that Anton had felt before with the holy thing, you feel this thing like wherever you're holding it or aiming it or kind of just like holding it in your hand, it wants to go forward, but you feel almost like this kind of like wobbling, warbling energy within it. Well, considering the trouble that we've been to, I don't think anybody's going to object to me holding on to this for the moment. Was So is Klika actually asleep with the catnap, or are you just, like, catnapping Jarzak? I'm just kind of acting Jarzak, just, like, keeping focus on that. Can't really. Okay. I was just thinking about Norhill justifying theft, looking around the room at a couple of sleeping people, and Anton is very clearly reading, being like, don't think anybody will notice or care. Clearly, I'm justified because you're pilfering goods. You're just like Arzak's passed out. Cleek is chanting, and Anton's reading the good book. Okay, yoink. <laughs> Norhill's a soldier. The, uh, the the these are legal spoils. <laughs> yeah, right. It's written in the guidebook. Um, okay, and so with that, um, I guess Jarzak awakens. And the party's good to go. So what would we like to do now? You guys want me to go first? If you'd like, I have a feeling whatever I saw in the pool earlier might be down there. It seems like it's the only way to go for now. Must be careful. It seems like they have something to do with meeting Ira in the depths. Don't doubt drowning is something of a part of their sacrifice. I don't think I like the sound of that. Not at all. Ah, come on. Yeah, maybe, uh, I mean, if uh, this religious stuff's really not up my alley, so maybe if Anton wants to go first, that's fine. No, I, I, I'll, I'll take point. I'll keep oh, yes. it safe. Let me and stay close. Fair enough. Start making his way down the stairs. Okay, so what's the total marching order? More hill than who? I'll go last. Probably Klika, as usual. Okay, Norhill, Klika, Anton, Jarzak. Perfect. That's always our order. <laughs> so with that, as you step on the first stair, the rocks fall from the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, so as you... Uh, actually, no, I'll wait. Because I might not. Because I was going to cast Bless, but I don't think that's good time to do it. It lasts like a minute, so. Yeah. Wait. It's just Yura at the bottom of the stairs, just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she's the fish monster. Um, but uh, with that, uh, once you guys go walking down the uh, stairs here, the light of the sconces on the walls here seems to illuminate that the pools of water, or at least the puddles here on the stairs, seem to almost have like an iridescence, like an oily kind of weirdness to the water as you like walk by it and you can see it kind of like gleaming on the surface here. But yeah, as you continue down the spiraling stairwell and make it to the bottom, the caverns around you seem to be not marble anymore, but more like limestone and like sort of water eroded stone and stalactites and stalagmites seem to be more adorning the walls and the, and the stuff here. But this chamber seems to have been sort of like 
uh, humanized. It's almost like they moved out all the rocks and stuff that did not allow for comfortable living in this chamber. So once you walk into something of like a, a large kind of like foyer, uh, foyer here, um, the room itself looks to be about, I would say like 60 by 40 feet. A uh, small rectangular room here, or I'd say a larger rectangular room uh, with a couple of cavernous passages. Uh, both of them seem to be adorned with a regal looking wooden door. But this chamber itself seems to be very well abandoned. Again, the sound of lapping waters seem to echo from both doorways. Um, but yeah, and small puddles of water seem to be uh, all over the floor in this room. So what would we like to do? Seems strange that this area has seen hardly any use. There are people talking about traveling to the depths in the notes upstairs. You only have two drawers to choose, choose from, right? Yeah, one directly before you and one of them to the right. Can I go and listen up to the one before us? See if I hear anything about how it's lapping water. Sure. As you walk to the one before you and put your ear to the door, can I get a perception check? Nine. Nine. Did you hear? What? Nine. Nine? Mm -hmm. Okay. You hear light murmurings on the other side of the door. It sounds like they're probably kind of farther away, but it sounds like people having just kind of idle chit-chat. He just gives a motion, like, like kind of like two talking hands, and then points at the door. <laughs> Why is that so weird? Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Clink understands perfectly and opens the door to the right. It's Grimlocks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my one enemy. Clink goes into T pose to assert dominance. <laughs> Wait, so you went to the door to the right? Yeah, why not? I could give you a few reasons, but I figure you're going to figure them out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So when you open up the uh, doorway here, um, you can see a small room. Looks to be about 15 feet wide and about 10 feet deep. But the room kind of slants down at the back end of it as a pool of water um, that seems to be very deep from what you're looking at right here. It seems to almost like sink directly down. The only thing almost creepily enough adorning this chamber is a single chair and a small table with a glass as if somebody had been like drinking and just hanging out here at the pool. But yeah. Can Klika go into the pool to see how deep it goes? Sure. So as you plop in here, the uh, bioluminescent funguses that seem to be adorning the walls illuminate your way down. But as you drop down into this little chamber here, uh, it seems to go down about 20 or so feet, where at the bottom it kind of like comes to a bend and a little vent seems to continue down further. But this vent itself looks like it's probably about eight feet or so wide at the widest. And it's almost kind of like an oval shape. Hmm. Clicker will go back and um well in that room it kind of looks like there's another underwater path maybe but Clicker doesn't know 
how deep or for how long it goes. That sounds like a death trap if I've ever heard one. Um, Why why don't we take our chances with this other door here? Click is a little worried that maybe something could use it to come up behind us. It seemed like somebody would use that room occasionally to sit at a desk and work, but it seems odd that it exists sort of by itself. So I guess we should keep an eye on our backs as we move forward. Of course. That sounds like a terrible idea. Also, if this other door has to be open and he noticed voices, is there any way he could advise the group to kind of stay out of eye, like... Like, if someone was on the other side of the door, they couldn't see him, like, standing to, like, sideways, the sides of the door, and he opens it, so not really a chance of surprise, but so they're not opening it, and it's, like, they're standing right there, you know? He wants to slice the pie, as they say. (laughs) Would you, would you like to crack the door open just a bit to see into the room? Yes. Okay. So as you crack the door open a little bit, can I get a stealth check as you hen- you sense that the door starts to squeak a little tiny bit when you go to open it? <laughs> can Klika use mending on the door to get rid of the squeakiness to give Anton the help action? I got a I'll give you I'll give you a dexterity saving throw to see if you can get it in time. As soon as you hear the lightest squeak, and Anton's like, I'll open it slowly. 15. Mending take like a minute to cast. Oh, does it? I thought it lasted a minute, but it might take a minute. Yeah. It did in earlier editions. I'm not sure. No, it's instantaneous. Oh, no, it's one minute. Yeah, it takes a minute to cast. So, yeah, you got got me. 17 on stealth. Okay. So, you slit. Did you have disadvantage because of your armor? The other one was 18. Dang. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you slid the door open just a tiny bit. And to your nightmarish terror, uh, a couple of humanoid sized pale-skinned, membrane-skin-looking guys with tentacly-looking arms kind of dangling at odd points on their torsos, and a couple of mandibled hands as if like they have regular human hands uh, just stand there in the hallway, kind of looping at each other, and they don't seem to have noticed you. The room is scattered with pools of water, and they seem to be at like a crossing right here, as if like stopped for a moment and talking, and it looks like they may be moving onward into different directions. So what would you like to do? Fuck are they? I don't know if anyone can do a nature check. <laughs> me. I think a nature check may just tell you that it's not natural, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. Anton just looks a little spooked. He says, Never seen anything like that before. Something's up. Something's corrupted this place. I mean, I, you could do a religion check or an arcana check. Uh, I'll do a religion. I'd give those two. Ten. A ten? Yeah, this ain't natural. Can Klika make one with the description? I don't think that uh, Anton was talking about what he saw. I think he just said, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And they begin to cry in a strange way, unloved here in the depths. I get it. Um, okay, and so with that, uh, yeah, so you're just going to sit there and do that? Yeah, I think Anton is just going to kind of like 
step away from the door. Okay. And so with that, uh, one of them, uh, where they were standing, the, the, I imagine they were kind of the major detail in the room, but it's a, it's a T intersection, uh, where they were standing. One of them goes to left and one of them goes to the right as they slink away with their strange tentacled torsos and just slither out of there, making wet slimy slop noises as they do. Well, is it clear? He just gives a nod of his skin shivers <laughs> like this. So I'll have it known. You only said that you heard voices. So when he says, is it clear? And you're like, yeah, it's all good. They don't know that there's strange tentacle salamander people on the other side of that hallway. I think he kind of, I think Anton's just trying to collect himself so he doesn't freak out. That's the strangest thing he's ever seen. Sure. I just, well, I mean, you did see a giant tentacle monster one time in the ocean. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but that It did battle the deceiver. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure these guys are easy peasy. Oh, Anton kind of like looks toward the group and he gives a brief description. He's like, something's not right here. I don't think that era left because of the reasons we may have thought before. I think something else might have been a part of this all along. We didn't know. Well, then I guess it's up to us to do something about it. I mean, she is down here somewhere. We should try and find her. Agreed. So, what would you like to do? First off. Well, which direction would you like to go to? Slimy hallway number left or slimy hallway number right? Let's see. uh, Or the third option, the slimy watery tunnel. The, the slimy watery tunnel feels like a really good way to die. Uh, what, what? What? So what's down the tunnel? <laughs> uh, so Norhill is going to cautiously, you know, try to go up to the T intersection and just sort of look both ways to see if either one is like super different. Yeah, uh, looking down the right passage. What was that? I had a six on that stealth check. Oh, very good. So yeah, you splash in a big puddle and bang your knee and it makes a think noise. But um, you guys waited long enough that the door is closed and it seemed like the place was pretty well abandoned when you started walking down this little T intersection. But to the right, you can see a hallway adorned with doors, not unlike something of like a barracks or something of like just a, you know, like bed chambers for some sort of congregation or something like that. Um, But to the right is a single door around a bend. Uh, the chambers in here, however, look to still have that kind of marbleish floor and marbleish walls looking uh, set up. All right, I see what I think is a barracks and uh, another door that leads deeper inward. I'm of the opinion that we should search the barracks to make sure that there's no one actively there. Okay. So, uh, with that, who's going to start looking around at the rooms? And everything's still lit up down here, right? With the magic lights? Indeed. How many doors are there in the barracks area? Uh, In total in the barracks, there are seven. One of them looks to be of much greater detail than the other ones, adorned with a golden placard. 
I think we should start with that one. Adorned on the placard in very clear common script, Hierophant Halty. I assume she kept quarters down here. Very strange. Um, all right. Uh, Norhill is going to prepare to swing at any enemies that come through the door, and he's going to ask another party member to open it for him. Who gets the honor? I think he's got it. All right. So Clicka pulls the door open. You hear the words housekeeping, and you slam somebody over the head. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But yeah. I, I, so, I said enemy. I don't know what you look, okay. I don't know what Norhill's about. <laughs> but that um you slide the door open, and as you look inside, you see a very regal looking bed with a full canopy and everything. Um, it is like a king size bed. It's a pretty nice bed. Uh there's a large armoire, a small desk uh with a bookshelf behind it, adorned with books and various scrolls. There's a table adorned with um, a few different relics and baubles, crystals and such. And again, in a very strange and sort of a like kind of just creepy how simple it is, there's a single chair, a single table, and there is a giant pool of water that seems to have been caved out of the floor, and it seems to plunk down deep into the depths below. Oh, Klika recognizes that. Yeah, this is a different chair and setup, but it looks very oddly similar to the last one. Propped perfectly before the watery pool with the table sit there next to it as if somebody could just sit and hang out for a little bit. This actually makes a little bit of sense considering the Hierophant's strange gills. Yeah, what a loser. He sat in a chair. Uh, Is there anything in like the writing desk? Uh, Just more of the hymns and notes and stuff like that. But um, did you want to scour through this thing for a while reading stuff or? No, not no, Norhill. Uh, basically, he's satisfied as soon as it's obvious that the room is clear. Okay. Was anybody going to look through his notes? Uh, oh, well. Okay. So I guess Jarzak and Anton start fondling through the papers. Norhill opens up the, the lectern is like, paper. Arr! Slams it shut and walks out in disgust. Not using stone tablets, um, but Jarzak and Anton uh, start looking around on them. Tablets are so much more permanent. <laughs> At least when we say something, we mean it. But uh, as Jarzak and Anton start reading over this, Jarzak picks up a very concerning scrap of paper that outlines a schedule of offerings to Ira that must be given every once in a while, and that the elderly and those who have lived much longer and well-wisened lives are preferred as Ira wishes to learn much from them. Uh, Anton, on the other hand, finds a bit of script that says that eventually, someday, Ira will rise to her full power once she rises from her state of, like, stasis, I guess, is the best term that they can really use for it. The way that they describe it, it sounds like some weird sort of, like, catatonic weird coma-ish state uh encased in ice and tranced deep within the waters below um there's a description of a room where she seems to be um and it seems to be in a large waiting pool uh this waiting pool seems to be mentioned as the meeting chamber Hmm. 
So what would you like to do now? Uh, let's make sure the other rooms in this barracks is clear. Um, maybe we should each uh, take a door and uh, open it all at the same time. <laughs> Scooby-Doo style. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, having walked through and spent time reading over the documents, it doesn't sound like anything at all is going on in the in the barracks chambers. And after like kind of skulking up to the doors and the rooms here, it still doesn't sound like anything stirring within. Yeah, but Norhill, if you Norhill still wants to check. Yeah, of course. So as everybody starts to open up the rooms and look inside, much less furnished and much less like adorned rooms are within each of them. They definitely look a little bit more fancy than what you would expect for like a typical like monk's chambers or friar's chambers. But still, this place isn't anywhere near as fancy and regal as uh, our friend, the Hierophant's chamber was. I don't know these freaky fish guys wandering around in here. Nope. All right. Uh, down the other path, then. Okay. So the party goes off to the left path, and you guys approach what appears to be a sort of well-reinforced door. It seems like there's probably something of a lock on this, but after glancing at it, it doesn't seem like it's actually, like, locked. Check the door over for traps real quick. Yeah. By all means, investigate, my friend. I'm sure everything will be okay. That's for 20. <laughs> Very well. So after scouring it over, the only thing you can tell is there's definitely a lock on the other side. But as far as traps go, nah. Is the lock actually locked? Nope. All right. Well, going to attempt to open the door quietly. Okay. And so you push the door open, and inside of here seems like another shrine to Ira. Um, there's a giant waiting pool in the center with a very ominously dark pit in the center, as if the water goes deep, deep down below, but adorning the walls around this rectangular room, uh, apart from a passageway that connects uh, to the left and one that connects to the right, there are various uh, altars set up in here adorned with things like shells, uh, ball, uh, bowls of water, and various depictions of Ira herself. But again, this place... Very quiet, very abandoned, with a single chair and a table sitting just outside with a pool of water. I got a six <laughs> on that stealth check, by the way. Oh, very good. It's very squeaky. All right, so a very, uh, seemingly a very deep pool of water, and then passages that go off to the left and to the right. Yep. And altars all around the room. Yep. Uh, does anything seem dangerous about any of the altars? No, to be honest, they actually look rather benevolent. Like, there's just gently glowing candles. The bowls of water look pretty clear. It seems like this is just another chamber dedicated to Ira. Noel's going to peek down into uh, the pool, see what he can see. Okay. And with the bioluminescent funguses that you see down there, it doesn't look like it's very well illuminated, but because it just goes so straight down before hitting a bend, like maybe 40, 50 feet, like it just gets dark as it gets to the bottom and it becomes very difficult to really gauge the depth. 
But yeah, it's just it's just a straight shoot down. Maybe we should just shout into the water and ask if Ira can hear us. Maybe she'll come <laughs> up. Do you, know, do you have the ability to? Norhill's essentially going to ask if Anton can cast the light cantrip. Does Anton have a light prepared? Uh, so yeah, so Norhill is going to like pay, like pick up like a trinket or something from around the room, something heavy enough to sink, sure. and hand it and ask Anton, uh, "Can you put a light on this for me?" What is it? What's so, I imagine you pick up something like a Nautilus shell, something that's like very hard and fossilized that would sink pretty well. Yep, he he casts light on that and it starts to glow. Uh, and Norhill's gonna <laughs> drop that into the pool to try to see if he can get an idea of how deep it goes. Okay, and as it sinks down, slowly spiraling, as it gets lower and lower and lower down there, uh, you see as it reaches closer to the bottom, some strange, anthropomorphic, weird, amphibious-looking squid-like critter down there quickly jet down a bend that you didn't really, you couldn't really tell it was down there as the light gets closer to it. But yeah, it seems like it's about 50 feet. Oh, we're definitely not alone down here. Uh, something haunts these waters. See, yeah. something. Yeah, Kliga kind of thinks that uh, maybe they've known we're here for a while and have just sort of been letting us get in this deep. They're going to Chris Hansen you real quick. Why don't you just take a seat by the pool right there? <laughs> That's why everyone has a table and a chair. Mm. Why don't you just take a seat? They keep just like showing up in the pools, putting them on the chairs, and they're just like, they're going to sit on the thumbtack eventually, bro. I promise. They're so dumb. Well, then we need to do our best to stay ahead. Um, oh, there are two doorways in this room. Oh, there are there doorways? I thought they were just open passageways. I was going to say, there's one to the left and one to the right. Sure, as that goes to the door to the right. Open yeah, Norhill follows in. Very well. So pushing this one open, uh, you see, I guess, the most perverse thing you've seen so far in this wonderfully Ooh, uh, holy chamber. Not like that. Uh, instead, Well, it's about to sound kind of like that. I used the wrong <laughs> word with what follows, <laughs> but there's a few of these uh, go-go cages in here and a, a lot of chains and manacles. It looks like they have about five holding cells in here, individual ones that look like sized just enough that a person could fit, like, fit in it and wouldn't be able to move their arms around or anything like that. They're heightened enough that like your hands could be above your head, and that's about it. But once you come in here, it definitely looks like one of those little amphibious critters is sitting in the pool of water at the far side of the room. And it is sitting there just looking right back at you. Did not plunk down this time as it just kind of floats there looking back at you intelligently. Hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm yeah, Klika. And- yeah, <laughs> there you go. The thing bubbles come bubbling up from the water. Uh, where it's little faces. The chamber itself is uh, about 25 feet by 25 feet, and the pool here seems to be about 15 feet by 10 feet. So it's a pretty decent little rectangular pool in the back corner of the room. And he just seems to be floating there. Anton's getting more nervous because he's like, there's got to be a whole other thing going on just below their feet. 
Okay. A Who's second amphibious head? head pokes up from the water. Hi, I'm uh, Kleka. <laughs> I lay down and look under the water to see if I can see any more of them. I would not advise you get close. I Are you saying you just closer. like... You're it's just not kind of creep closer. Yeah, it's like a whole room and then a pool at the end. Yeah, so if you want to just move to closer to the edge to kind of get a glance in there. Uh... I'll move closer, yeah. Okay, so as you start to kind of walk scaling the wall's edge to stay as far away but still get closer, um, one of them lifts its little head up from the water a little bit more and strange gilly flaps on the sides of its neck seem to like flutter a little bit as it lifts its head up from the water and you hear it say, she's waiting. She would love to meet you. Oh. Yeah, I'd love to meet her too. (laughs) That's been fucked up. Uh... What was okay. that, Anton? Jarzak wants to get with all the powerful ladies. That's his goal. <laughs> that's why, that's why he left home to bring, bring home the strongest woman he can. <laughs> bring home Ira like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Maybe you met my girlfriend? My GF? Ira? The goddess of all the waters in the world? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Babe, make it rain. Make it rain. rain. (laughs) You see? She's just like, now take away the water from all the other orcs. (laughs) They shall obey. They just dry out like husks. Like, damn, baby, I didn't mean that. Not not from in their bodies. No. (laughs) So anyway, the strange fish monsters want you to go meet Ira. Oh, it's Ira. Okay. Uh, Jarzak starts making his way over slowly. Um, maybe of course he does. May- Jarzak, maybe they can show us how to get there on land. Can Anton do an um, uh, insight check if possible? Yeah. I mean, this seems pretty threatening to begin with, but yeah. by all means, go <laughs> ahead. Nora, Nora want- 100% doesn't trust this thing. I just, I, I just want to make sure. 21 for insight. Are these, are, what's going on here? He said 21. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is not a benevolent uh, showing of era. These guys are very clearly bringing you somewhere and it doesn't seem like, I don't want to say it. It doesn't seem like they're trying to trick you. It doesn't seem like they're trying to like pull a ruse, like come with us. We got what you want. They genuinely are bringing you to era. But that is not all they're bringing you to. What game? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can go first. What game is it that you creatures are playing? And with that, they're they start to, to slowly sink down. No, we please take my hand, guide me. I I'm not like you. I can't. I can't swim. <laughs> Georgia, they're just to... sink and uh, walk. Reach my <laughs> hand out. <laughs> I, I think. Okay. 
Very well. So with that, Jarzak reaches his hand out and one of the large amphibious squidly tentacle kind of fingers, uh, the hand reaches out. <sighs> Jarzak, what's your armor class? I, I mean, 16, but I'm letting it grab my hand. Why you gotta be this way? <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I guess a pain that's reminiscent of like a jellyfish sting or like the worst brain freeze you've ever had as like a, just an ice pick cracks into your skull real quick as it touches your hand and it feels like an electrical impulse just shoots straight up to your skull. Uh, you take a total of 16 points of psychic damage as your brain is racked. And you feel your will being like drained and left behind as if your met your focus and acuity, your faith just is leaving you. And can, yeah, can I it starts to try I to pull to you. Do? I want to try and pull it out. Now that my hand is frozen to it. <laughs> well, it's not frozen. It just grabs no. on. So, oh, well, now that you're using your ice ring and trying to freeze its wet little hand, is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Sure, I don't am. think that's how that works, but all right, go for an athletics check to pull it up. Frosty enough that it'll stick together, you know. Like, uh, you know, whatever you want to tell yourself. Athletics, you said? Yeah. Oh, I'm good at that one. Uh, 18. Okay. With that, the tentacled hand slides off of yours, and both of them plunk back into the water. Fuck. And that is where we're going to end it. Hey, everyone. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.